1: okay ladies and gentlemen thank you hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the passing shots round by round catch up of the us open back from the Lake District. It's round two and we have been reunited, Joel and Kim. Kim, how are you? How are you this evening?
0: I'm um, good, thanks. Uh, I think it was very rude of you to go off to the Lake District, Joel. And apparent- apparently you were staying in a castle, is that correct? Of all the places, a castle.
1: I was, but still I didn't have any sort of signal, so I was completely out of the loop in the tennis world till I was coming back on on Tuesday. And almost like, Oh, I need so much information at one point in time, and it was just kind of all feeding into. I just needed it all fed into my veins. But I've now caught up on everything. I think the rain delay yesterday helped. Um, we only had, I think, eight matches in the singles competitions across the men and women because of the rain, and yeah, it enabled me to to catch up on everything. U.S. Open and today. We, or I should say tonight, really, uh, we're going to be catching up on round two. So day three and day four. Day four is going on at the moment, but uh, we'll just kind of wing it from our US Open apps, looking at the phone and and kind of talking. Uh, We've obviously made some predictions as well, which we'll be talking about. And uh, I will be kind of questioning some of Kim's choices as she's probably going to be Thinking about some of my choices loudly as well. Hang on,
0: Joel. My women's semi-finalist Annette Contevet is still in the cor- in the competition. <laughs> Thank you very much. She's she's in the third Sorry. round. She's going strong. Let's not talk about Roberto Bautista <laughs> Goot, though, or um, no. or or Suey Shea, uh, etc. But yeah, we'll get on to that. Um, let's talk about the main things that happened yesterday. Uh, not a lot of matches, so all eyes were on the main show courts. Um, I guess on the men's side, we had obviously the two of the big three in action, Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic. They both won through, but both of them, perhaps some question marks over their performance or their fitness, Joel.
1: Yeah, so Federer won, won again in four sets. Uh, very surprising because he's now... Uh, you know, he's had his first match and his second match. He's lost the opening sets in both of them. He's starting very slow. I don't know what that is. You know, yeah, I think, you know, he's obviously played under the roof, you know, with this match. And, and whether there was a, you know, uh, whether he needed to kind of have time to adapt to the conditions. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess, you know, he was able to do that against, you know, an opponent like... Uh, is that correct did I say I, that correctly? I don't know
0: I say Dumza, but I don't think that's okay. correct at all sorry <laughs> uh, any Bosnian <laughs> listeners yeah I don't know if it's the conditions like, I know the Federer last year you know he was moaning about the roof and the fact that there's like no air circulation in the stadium so it just makes it like play slower and it just um is, is very different for him so Whether it's the fact that he maybe he just needs some day matches, uh, get out in the fresh air, you know. But (laughs) I'm sure come the next round, they're going to have to to swap him, you know. I mean, they can't always put them on the night session. They have to give some people a chance. Uh, But yeah, he came through in the end. But next up, Joel, he's got Dan Evans. So... Mm, very, mm, very intrigued exciting. about that one. I mean, so I'm all for Evans is going to win the first set, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm all for him having a slow start. But but seriously, I think there is a point that, you know, you know, when he gets, well, if he gets to kind of the second week and he faces kind of, you know, top 20 opponents, seeded opponents, you know, he's going to have to be able to kind of, I think, start better than, you know, he has done in his early matches. I mean, this is not really kind of a, you know, a Federer trait of kind of week one at Grand Slams. You know, he normally kind of, Get through in in relative ease, and you know I think you know at the moment you know the, he's coming through these matches and being able to kind of turn it on from set two. But obviously, he would like to do it from the very first point, and you know from the first two matches, he's not he's just not been able to do that.
0: Yeah, although he hasn't actually won the U.S. Open, I think since two thousand and eight, is that correct? So you know he hasn't he hasn't mm. been too dominant on on this court, um, you know, in the last decade, but. I mean, let's talk about Djokovic for a bit because he won through in straight sets. And, you know, I woke up this morning, looked at my my phone and I was like, oh, you know, straightforward. But actually, you know, there was a lot of, uh, he had a lot of shoulder issues during the match. He was having, I think, treatment at some point. And he said after the the win that he was just gonna freeze his arm for 48 hours (laughs) and see what happened. But, you know, it was really affecting his serve and his backhand. And we didn't really want to go into it too much, but I don't, I feel like there's a lot of question marks now over Djokovic's fitness for the rest of the tournament.
1: Definitely a concern. I don't think it was a, yeah, I think it was a genuine cause for concern. His his shoulder was impacting his play and, you know, to his credit, he was able to come through a very tricky opponent in Londero who, who did push him. He was playing really great tennis and was basically, a, he was able to get on the court and get off the court. But I think at, at one point in the match, he was kind of, thinking well actually am I going to be able to continue because it was you know it was definitely impacting on his play and I think his his coaching his coach and his team were looking concerned um you know I don't know if it's been an injury that's kind of been you know around for um you know before the US Open but it sounds like it's sort of a niggling one that may have just kind of come a bit more um bit more problematic um at an inopportune time at the at the US Open.
0: Yeah, it certainly, you know, makes it a bit more interesting, perhaps for Daniel Medvedev or or someone like that, you know, in his section of the draw. So we will see how that goes with Djokovic, how how it goes through the tournament. Um, we also had Kena Shikori yesterday. He came through in four sets on Louis Armstrong against Bradley Klan. Um, he sort of dropped a, a, the second set Standard. I mean, I'm surprised he's not going to five sets in every match as he loves to do. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then we, well, perhaps the surprise of the day yesterday Riley Apelka, who had beaten Fabio Fognini in the first round, he lost to a German qualifier, Dominic Kupfer, who um, is into his first third round at a slam. He's one win away from top 100 and yeah, making a name for himself uh, out in New
1: York. Yeah, I was very surprised by that because, you know, Apelka of the you know, American crowd, you know, had a good win against Fognini in, in round one. You'd, you'd probably expect him to come through that against a, you know, a German qualifier, you know, on the big stage, you know, packed court, given that, you know, there was no other tennis kind of going on. Yeah. but um, Yeah, he just kind of came in and he, and he kind of continued, you know, continued the form that he's been in in August. I think I read somewhere that he's won 10 of his 12 matches um, in August. He got to the final in in Aptos, um, in the Aptos Challenger. Um, So he's obviously, you know, playing with a a lot of form. But um, yeah, to win in straight sets against an American at Flushing Meadow, that is very well played.
0: Well, it just goes to show you shouldn't underestimate, you know, solid challenger players, you you know, underestimate them at your peril because they're obviously, you know, in good form on a good
1: run. So, yeah, one to watch out for. I don't know who he's playing next, actually, who he's got in the draw, but... And and actually, I, I was I was just reading on him. Actually, he I think he has actually played college tennis. So I'm sure that has kind of helped him, you know, play against the sort of you know American sort of. You know, tennis player, you know, heavy, heavy forehand, you know, big serve on a hard court. Yeah, he's probably used to it.
0: Um, (laughs) Probably has a load um, of them. Yeah, he's at the University of New Orleans, apparently. Um, We also had Grigor Dimitrov flying through to the third round because Bonokoric withdrew with a back uh, injury. So a bit of a shame because that one would have been quite a cracking match, I think. But Yeah good for Grigor Dimitrov and his yeah. fans, you know, he's kind of into the third round of a slam uh, fairly easily. I yeah,
1: <laughs> I can't remember the last time he was in the I know. third round of a slam. I know. It's, uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, uh, well, I think, genuinely, I think if that match had taken place, I think that would have gone to a five set and it could have gone either way. Mm. Yeah, for sure.
0: So that was yesterday. And on the women's side, we had both Williams sisters in action. So I guess, uh, I guess the sort of, match of the day was serena williams in the night session uh, against katie mcnally so fellow american um i i woke up in the middle of the night i couldn't get back to sleep so i was checking the score and i you know i woke up and found that serena was a set down i thought oh belie me, what's going to happen here but she came through in the end five seven six three six one um i mean perhaps it's more about mcnally in this match you know she's kind of Entered onto the big stage, kind of proven that she's definitely a future one to watch. Um, I mean, I first heard of her, I think, in the grass court season this year, but actually she won the juniors at the French Open last year.
1: Yeah, and I think she she likes to play doubles with, uh, or her doubles partner is Coco Goff. And I think mm-hmm. they, I think we reported earlier, we were talking about they won Washing I think they won Washington yes. together. Yeah, And um, yeah, she seems a, she seems a star, in the making I mean obviously we've got all this chat around Coco Goff at the moment but um, you know Katie McNally certainly right behind her uh, I I think it was quite a nice match because it was an entertaining match you know it was American versus American that classic sort of veteran versus up and comer and I think both of them both of them got their spotlight and I think for Serena you know after having that demolition job against Sharapova in the first round it was probably quite good of her to have you know a testing match early on um, for sure. just, just to kind of, you know, make sure that, you know, she can, you know, she's going into like the later rounds with, with tennis under her belt. And um, yeah, it was a, a really entertaining match. And um, uh, yeah, I think Katie McNally, I think is, is one for the future and her and, and Coco Goff, they could be, you know, who knows they could lead, the, dominating the tro- yeah, well, future exactly.
0: yeah and also with like Sophia Kennan Amanda and Isamova, like American tennis is looking in quite healthy shape on the women's side you know when the Williams sisters you know finally hang up their their rackets so yeah definitely quite exciting and then as for Venus uh, she lost in straight sets you know she had a, a close match with Alina Svitolina who played really well to kind of knock knock venus out i think it was quite close at the end venus was had to save quite a lot of match points you know she she wasn't going you know without a fight um and didn't they play at wimbledon as well i'm sure i'm sure they had a matchup at, at a recent slam as well and Svit- Svitolina won um but yes yeah, Svitolina will now play diana Yastremska, who won through uh, so that's an all ukrainian Ooh. matchup uh they're both from odessa in ukraine so that will be one for Ukrainian tennis fans to to get their teeth into. There won't as be well. anyone
1: on the streets of Ukraine whilst that's on, no, no doubt. No, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, that is a very tasty matchup. I mean, Yastremska is not a, you know, is a pretty tough opponent. And um, I mean, Svitolina played really well. And, and I think she said in the, in, I liked it that she said in a press conference, um, Obviously, the you know the crowd was a pro Venus, but she was saying that um you know when they were cheering really loudly for Venus, she was kind of in her head telling them, "No, no, they're cheering for me. It's all fine. They're cheering for me." Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I love that she was trying to, you know, she was trying to kind of use the the use energy, the energy of the- yeah
0: exactly, yeah. I well, just replace Venus with alina You know, sounds similar. um But what have we had today on the women's side, we have had Naomi Osaka through in straight sets over Magdalenette, I was actually considering, you know, after Osaka's first round, when she kind of struggled through in three sets, I thought against Magdalene, she might also have some difficulty because Magdalene won the Bronx tournament last week. So, you know, she's unbeaten in New York. Um, But no, she came through in straight sets, did Osaka. So uh, that one wasn't, you know, uh, a comfortable victory. Um, But one, one person that did go out somewhat surprisingly was Petra Kvitova, who lost to... Uh, What's some of our what? Well, well, one of our WTA fan <laughs> favorites, Petkovic, in straight sets, Joel? Did she bring out the
1: Petco dance? I haven't well, seen I'm sure the highlights. She did. I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> she did. Yeah, because I I I read her, their 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 head to head is like a their head to head is pretty epic. I know we talk about kind of Serena and Sharapova have like the most ridiculously one sided rivalry. Well, I think now. Petkovic is 6-5 ahead of Kvitova in their head-to-head. So that is a rivalry that is kind of, um, you know, that is a rivalry. That's that an is, actual
0: rivalry. <laughs> yeah, that is an
1: actual rivalry, exactly. And um, I think, you know, with with Petkovic, uh, you know, I think in a press conferences, you know, she's very respectful of Kvitova. And I think she was kind of saying in her own kind of Petkovic sort of way that when she, when, when Kvitova hits a winner, she's kind of like, you know, fair enough. That's too good. I respect that because you're you're Petra Kvitova. But um, yeah, she obviously brought her A game and was able to kind of you know a- able to take out Kvitova, who's obviously got you know Grand Slam pedigree. Um, so yeah, a bit of an upset.
0: Yeah, um, but not for another Czech lefty. Um, well, no, actually, it's in the political, because She's not a lefty, is she? No, she's a right... she's right handed. But anyway, another Czech player. Carolina Karolina Plishkova, she came through in straight sets very comfortably against, oh, I've not heard of this woman before. I can't say her name. Bulk, Bulk Vadzi? Bulk, I want to say Bulk Vadzi, Bulk Vadzi. Yeah, Georgian Qualifier, the first female player from Georgia to uh, to be in a Grand Slam main draw Love since that. Roland Garros 2014 when Sofia Shepatova, uh was playing. So there we go. It's a name um, many <laughs> listeners will not have heard of. Uh, Madison Keys came through straightforward, uh, straight sets win for the Cincinnati champion over Zhu of China, and also Ash Barty, number two seed. She avoided what could have been a dodgy upset, I think, to Lauren Davis, but she came through in straight sets. I mean, she did have a bit of a fight, you know. Barty saved a set point, Davis saved match points, but uh, the second set tiebreak, Barty kind of ran away with it in the end. So. Um, Yeah, that one could have been a potentially dangerous match for Ash, but she's uh, through to face, I think, Maria Sakari in the third round.
1: Ooh, that's a that's a tight one. But uh, yeah, those I think those two matches, Keyes and Barty, they won through yesterday. So they've had a day off today. Um, But let's kind of look at what else has been happening today. And we'll kind of bring in our predictions as well, because one of our picks is out Kim. Uh, Shea, uh, one of our fan favourites, uh, lost in a final set tie break to Muchova. Um, so, Joel. It's Mukova. Oh, sorry. It's not oh. Muchova. I'm sure it's oh. Muchova. I was um, going to make some pun <laughs> saying around town it was too much chova for Shay. <laughs> oh, you haven't get...
0: heard much of her oh there we go i mean that's there terrible isn't it but,
1: oh, yeah um
0: i like carolina Mukova though obviously wimbledon quarter finalists i think she's really gutsy and and great so i'm i'm although i'm you know gutted that siway shay did not meet the third round as per my predictions i will allow it because of mukhaven um yeah what's going on today though aliash Bedene and benoit pair are currently six all in the fifth set so they're on a last set tie break as we're recording this. That's if my uh my US Open app is is up to date.
1: I'm I'm looking at the same thing. I'm seeing Bednay as a mini mini break up. Yeah, so uh...
0: so that's all going on. Uh what else do we have? Basilash against Jensen Brooksby. They're in the fourth set. Uh Popperin of Australia. He's kind of quietly making small waves, I think, on the ATP circuit. Um he's two sets to one up against Kukushkin which is, uh, yeah, Bautista Goot's conqueror. So, uh, oh, oh, we've got a fifth set, Kekmanovic against Paolo Lorenzi. Lorenzi, just started. yeah. So lots going on. Belinda Bentic is on court. Ha- uh, Simona Halep is a set-up against Taylor Townsend. Ostapenko's is a break-up against Alison Risk. So lots and lots going on. Um, just a note, though, on the Brits today, Joel. We've had Joe Conter in devastating fashion.
1: Absolute destruction. Oh. I, I came in and actually watched a bit of it on, on Prime, on, on replay, and mm. um, Gasparian won the first game, and that's probably about as good as it got for her. Um, <laughs> Conta, with an absolute clinic, um, was great to see. Um, you know, I, She hadn't won a match, I don't think, between... Wimbledon at the US Open, which was, mm, you know, true. slightly alarming for, for British fans. But, you know, watching that performance, she just blew Gasparian off the court and it stands her in really good stead for, you know, round three and, and hopefully beyond because, yeah, she played some absolutely devastating tennis.
0: And I really don't want to get ahead of myself, but doesn't she play Alexandrova or Zhang um, or so someone yeah. that. Technically is winnable. Definitely but winnable. We've said yeah. this many times before, you know, Joe has <laughs> produced a clinic and then in the next match she's lost to someone she really shouldn't lose to. So I, I don't want to say anything about about that, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, um, so she'll
1: play <laughs> she'll play Zhang, who is uh, the the thirty-third seed ooh. uh who beat Alexandrova in um in three sets oh, earlier yes, today. So, that would
0: have been Marketa von Drusiva, but she withdrew uh sort of like the day before the tournament. So they've changed it around. Uh, but also Dan Evans as we mentioned earlier he's playing Federer in the third round he won through in four sets today over Luca Pui which i think was a really good really good vi- uh, win. you know he was two sets up wasn't he and we thought oh please don't you know let this go <laughs> but yeah he he managed to do it
1: yes and i don't think he didn't let i know he i it, it could have been straight so i think he was a, he was a break up in in the third set but I, what i liked was you know, he he didn't let kind of losing that third set kind of get him down, and you know potentially be dragged into a fifth set. He kind of you know started on the front foot in that fourth set. I think we pulled it back, but um, yeah, he showed great mental toughness to come through, come through in four sets. You know, take out the twenty fifth seed. I think that's that's fantastic. And mm. I you know I think we're getting to a point now. Is is Dan Evans must be really close to taking over Carl Edmund as, as oh, British number one. Oh, he's got to
0: be. I mean, you definitely give him. The, the edge wouldn't you right now based on their confidence and their form mm. like Dan Evans 100% um, but yeah let's talk about some of the players on our collector set feature because a lot <laughs> of them have gone through today uh, Bianca Andreescu has just won just about just about well uh, yeah Alex, hang on Alex Verev yeah okay Alex Verev yeah he, he just won in three uh, five sets against France's TFO um, so I had him losing that one but there we go <laughs> Uh, it's because that, that Yorkshire journalist, uh, Jonathan Pinfield, the one that, you know, he struck up a friendship with Sasha yep. Sverov over his, <laughs> his accent and everything. Uh, he flew out to Flushing Meadows to see him play. Uh, I thought that was quite funny when I saw that on Twitter. We had Sophia Kenin winning in straight sets, though. Uh, Daniel Medvedev won in four sets and Bianca Andreescu won through. So they're all part of our collector set feature. Uh, so I think a lot of people are doing quite well with that so far.
1: Although I will say with Medvedev, um, I don't know if you saw any of his match Kim, but he was cramping like quite, quite badly um, in his match. And it wasn't, you know, there were glimpses of the Medvedev, you know, in, in the build up to the US Open, but there were also glimpses that make me think that, you know, is he going to get to, I mean, we've all put, he's going to get to the quarterfinals. But, yeah. you know, I think that's uh, after this match, you know, against someone like who, you know, Dalian, I think um, you know. I think it's got a little bit tougher for him. Um, it
0: could be him cramping against a, a Djokovic with one shoulder in the fourth round or something. <laughs> if they both get it through, oh, I think though Medvedev is playing Feliciano Lopez in the third round because Feliciano Lopez has won against Nishioka today. So if I'm right in looking at the draw, that's that's a match and a half. Mm,
1: yeah. Wow. And we've also had, I mean, Berrettini has won today as well. Yeah. No one really talks about David him. David Goffin
0: had... as well, uh, yeah. quietly making his way through. Dennis Kudler's gone through. I mean, there's so many, it was still quite early days, isn't it, really? But, um, but yeah, let's talk about one other British player, not anywhere near uh, Flushing Meadows, sadly, but in the Rafa Open, Andy Murray has uh, lost, sadly, to a man many listeners will not have heard of, Uh, Matteo Viola, which I think is probably one of the most Italian-sounding names (laughs) you could possibly wish for.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh, I I read, he he was in US Open qualifying and lost in round one to the leader, or, well, I'm going to say, Kim, the self-proclaimed leader of the next next Uh, (laughs) next-gen. Which is something we've just
0: totally made up, next next (laughs) next-gen. Yeah, well, you know, yeah.
1: Lost love and one to uh, Sinner, of america no um, Sinner's
0: italian oh sorry yeah sorry. no you wouldn't think from the name but yannick sinner i'm sure he's italian yeah
1: okay so. well it lost love and one did a quick flight wanted to see play another challenger so mm. um wow. yeah unfortunate and i and i think murray was cramping a little bit as well so i think you know i think in height you know i think we kind of look at this result and think that yeah, I think Murray was right to skip the US Open and go down to challenger level. And I think this kind of showed it. And, you know, we were kind of, you know, looking at his performances and, you know, on the ATP, you know, his two matches on the ATP tour. And yes, they were very close, but, you know, at this challenger event, you know, he's had to play consecutive matches and, you know, it is it has been quite tough for him, obviously coming into the, you know, his his third match, I think. So, um, Uh, Yeah, but um, um, onwards and upwards. I think he's taken a wild card um, into Zhuhai, which potentially I think is his next tournament unless he takes another wild card somewhere else. But um, yeah, a little bit disappointing. But, you know, the way I see it, Kim, is he can go on Rafael Nadal's boat.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Rafael Nadal offered him his, you know, use of his boat, which... I think Raff has changed his boat. He used to have a nice one called Beethoven, uh, which is a lovely sort of royal blue. But I think I heard news that he was selling it and upgrading. So I'm not too sure what's in the harbour in Porto Cristo. But anyway, massive digression. Let's go back to the US Open. Nick Kyrgios has been playing up again uh, as per. And he's been going around calling the ATP corrupt uh, after his first round match win in the press conference he um, he sort of got a bit word loose and yeah called called them corrupt and then the next day kind of went off to social media to uh, to clarify what he meant by that.
1: Yes, I I think he knew when he, I mean once he reflected, I think he realised maybe for the first time that he was going to be in hot water here, and he's kind of tried to um, cool the situation by. Clarifying his position, you know, by saying not necessarily that they're corrupt, but he feels like there's certainly a double standard and that he feels that he is victimized and treated differently from the other players on tour in terms of, you know, his behavior. You know, I'm sure there are some people who agree with him, I'm sure there's some people who disagree disagree with him but i think there was kind of chat that um you know the atp may even uh bring out a suspension given these you know given these sorts of inflammatory comments uh remains to be seen but i think kyrgios has kind of you know i think he's kind of tried to cool down the situation to to kind of get off to get off uh, with a lighter punishment
0: personally though i think if the atp are going to bring in a suspension it needs to be for what he's been doing you know on the court for his racket smashing and his, his verbal abuse you know towards like the umpire in cincinnati for example um personally i hope that they don't bring in a suspension just because he's called the atp corrupt because that's basically trying to stamp down on anyone speaking out against themselves as like an institution which i think i think people should be able to say that the atp is has double standards i think you should be able to criticize them um so if they do suspend him i hope that it's because of what he's previously done on the court rather than this uh you know this sort of what he said in his press conference um i mean i i get what he's saying to some extent because i do agree that there are other players who obviously don't behave with the best of dignity on the court. And I don't think that they get the same attention that, you know, Kyrgios gets. But I think, you know, he is obviously a flash player and he's sort of, you know, young and up and coming. Well, I don't know how young and up and coming he is anymore, but, you know, he was. And uh, people sort of gravitate towards him and he's just been doing it so frequently with his behaviour. So he just becomes the the face of it. But yeah, I mean, I do think he needs to have some kind of, additional punishment at some point, but not because of what he said in this press conference. It has to come from what he does on the court for me. That's my two cents worth. But yeah, listeners, what do you think? Like, tell us your thoughts. I know, you know, is this a bit too much what he's now gone and said? You know, do you think there's double standards with the ATP? Send us a tweet. What
1: what do you think? And I'm sure, well, we, we tweeted earlier this week, his draw, his part of the draw has opened up massively with... Dominic team going out, Kyle Edmund going out. I think a few other seeds as well went out in his section, and he's got a quite a nice. I mean, looking on paper, he's got a quite a nice route potentially to the semi-finals, where mm. I have predicted him oh. to, to end up. No one else, no one else who entered collector set was bold enough, I think, <laughs> to say semi-finals <laughs> apart from myself. So I'm kind of hoping that does happen, but uh, then yes, it could be Kirios
0: think- Nadal again. That's gonna well, be I,
1: dramatic. Yes. But I think the I think if if we do see him go deep into the tournament, I think he will be a bit more wary of what he says in his post court interviews and kind of be the be the well, be the nice guy. Um be the the nice Nick Kyrgios we we have seen. The um... nice
0: Nick Kyrgios <laughs> a long time ago. Um no, he has his moments, he has his moments. Uh yeah, but let's have a look uh for tonight we've still got the night session to come on both the stadiums um I was about to go on a rant saying oh the women are always on last um and it's always the men coming on first on the night session but I'm just looking at the schedule and know the women are on first <laughs> so if I want to watch Rafa tonight I'm gonna to have to stay up till some godforsaken hour of the morning uh but yeah we've got Caroline Wozniak against Danielle Collins I mean I'm gonna predict Collins for that one I uh, don't know about you I mean I personally thought Wozniaki would lose in the first round but she did well to, to come back and then yeah Rafa against Kokkinakis so second Australian in a row for Rafa uh, I'm not really sure how much Kokkinakis will have you know I think he'll have
1: enough for a good competitive yeah, set but think so? I think he might be like a 7-5 6-2 6-2 sort mm. of job um, uh, Coco but... Goff
0: is on Louis Armstrong against Temea Babosch that could be a tough one, uh, and then Chilich rounds really? off. Really, Steve. Well, yeah, I mean, oh. Goff, you know, but Goff, no, hang on, she won, she won only in three sets in her first round. I can't yeah. remember who she was playing. Potapova, but I think Tomei Babosh is quite, you know, tough. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's that's to come, uh, and then obviously we'll be back in what two days' time to talk about everything that's happened in the third round. Um, and any other business and see see whose predictions are still valid or not. Uh, um, but yeah, um, we also had one thing I just wanted to mention, which I thought was pretty cool. One of our listeners, Callum, messaged us to say that he's been listening to us from the Amazon rainforest. So um, I think that's an, a first for us uh, to have someone listening from the Amazon. I, I hope he's not in the bit that's on fire. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm assuming not because... That would be quite bad. But yeah, tell us tell us where you're listening from. Can anyone beat the Amazon rainforest? Any, any other like wonders of the world that people might be listening to us from?
1: Well, I tried to listen to us in the Lake District, but oh. I had no signal. Oh. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so I tried that, but, but failed. failed. Um, oh. <laughs> but yes, we we will be back uh, on Saturday uh, evening. Uh, we'll be recording our round three catch up as part of our round by round passing shop coverage of the US Open Uh, we hope you can join us then Um, in the meantime if you've really enjoyed listening to us why not give us a rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts Um, and also remember to subscribe to us follow us on social media Um, we are tweeting throughout the US Open all kind of the big stories all the big talking points British Tennis and beyond at Passing Shot Pod um, and on our Instagram as well So, um, yes, hope you can join us uh, for our next episode, day three, um, on Saturday evening. Uh, But until then, keep enjoying watching the US Open and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you and goodbye.